Our seventh and final word comes from Luke's Gospel, the 23rd chapter, verses 44 through 46. It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land, and it stayed there until three in the afternoon, for the sun had stopped shining. Then the curtain of the temple was torn in two, and Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And when he had said this, he breathed his last. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I hope you stuck around for our last preacher. This is the Reverend Jeremy Peters, lead pastor at Court Street United Methodist Church in Flint, Michigan. Jeremy, again, has been a friend of mine. We were in first pastorate training together. We were ordained in the same year and have been friends ever since. Our kids are friends. Our partners and spouses are friends. I consider Jeremy family. But Jeremy brings both a poet and a prophetic heart to his preaching ministry. Jeremy was called the Flint, the height of the water crisis. Let us not forget, Flint is still struggling to ensure that its citizens have access to clean water. And in a short time, and with a lot of hard work, Jeremy helped Court Street connect and become a leader in making sure that the neighborhood and the neighbors in it well could find fresh water. So when Jeremy speaks of, well, living water, he speaks of it in a real way. Pastor Jeremy, thank you for blessing us with your presence and friends. Enjoy this, the final word of our presentation. In July of 1990, I went down to the altar in a chapel in the woods in the Upper Peninsula. I've been spending that week at church camp, and during a time of worship, the preacher invited people to come forward and reach out to Jesus in prayer. And so that's what I did. I made my way down to the front of the chapel. I knelt at the altar rail. All around me, I could hear the hum, the sound of people filling that chapel with prayer as they reached out to Jesus. And so I closed my eyes, and I reached out to Jesus too. And in that moment, as I reached out to Jesus, something happened. Suddenly, in that moment, I felt the love of God pouring into my soul. Suddenly, in that moment, I felt an overwhelming love for this world and everything and every person in it. Suddenly, in that moment, I felt within myself the love that made God the Father send Jesus into this world that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I can remember when I walked out of the chapel that day, I looked around and it seemed as if all of creation had been transformed. I looked around in that place and I suddenly felt as if every blade of grass, 
Every leaf on every tree was crackling and humming and vibrating with the presence and the power and the love of God. That was the first time in my life I experienced what Celtic Christians call a thin place. Celtic Christians have this idea, they have this ancient idea that there are places in this world where heaven and earth almost touch. There are places in this world where the barrier separating the material world and the spiritual world are tissue paper thin, so thin that we can almost see directly into the spiritual world. Have you ever found yourself in one of those places? Have you ever suddenly found that you were in a place where it was easy to feel God's presence? Easy to hear God's voice, easy to see God's face. For me, that chapel in the woods is still a thin place. I can go for weeks and even months sometimes, struggling to sense the presence of God. But if I make my way back to the Upper Peninsula, if I go back to that campground, if I make my way towards that chapel in the woods, I can suddenly feel all of creation coming alive with the presence and the power and the love of God. And I have come to believe that it's not an accident that that place, that chapel in the woods, is one of the thin places in this world. When I knelt at that altar rail, I was kneeling in a spot where people had been kneeling in prayer before me for nearly a hundred years. As I reached out to Jesus, I was reaching out to Jesus in a place where people had been doing that same thing before me for nearly a hundred years. And I have come to believe that it is possible for us to create a thin place by reaching out to God in prayer. If enough people reach out to Jesus in the same place over a long enough period of time, I've come to believe that the curtain separating heaven and earth in that place becomes thin, thin like the knees on your favorite pair of blue jeans. Sometimes we create a thin place by reaching out to God in prayer. And sometimes, sometimes God creates a thin place by reaching out to us. One of the things that I've learned in my years serving as a pastor is that not all thin places are beautiful. Not all thin places have got trees and grass and water. Sometimes thin places are places of suffering and pain and death. More than once I've stood beside a hospital bed, watching over a saint of the church as they took their final breath. And more than once in that moment, I have suddenly become aware of the fact that the bedsheets and the industrial furniture and the machines with all of their monitors and lights and noises were suddenly humming and crackling and vibrating with the power and the presence and the love of God. Sometimes we create a thin place by reaching out to God in our prayer. And sometimes God creates a thin place by reaching out to us in our pain. And that's what happened on that hill outside the city of Jerusalem all those years ago. As Jesus was hanging on the cross, what do you suppose he saw? As Jesus was hanging on the cross that day, he looked out and he saw the women. He saw those faithful women who had followed him to the very end. Those women who were determined in that moment to give Jesus whatever comfort they could give him. And as they looked up at Jesus hanging there on the cross, those women who loved him so well longed to reach out to him. They longed to wrap their arms around him. They longed to take some of the pain off of his shoulders to carry it with him. But they couldn't do that. The soldiers, the guards would not allow them to reach out to Jesus. They could not comfort him the way they wanted to comfort him. And so in that moment, 
when the people who loved Jesus couldn't reach out to him. Instead, God the Father reached out to God the Son. In that moment, as Jesus was hanging on the cross, suddenly the sky went dark. Suddenly the sun refused to shine. For 2,000 years now, people have been trying to figure out what happened in that moment that made the sky suddenly go dark in the middle of the day. Some people have tried to, tried to tie that moment to some sort of a solar eclipse, but of course we know that it could not have been a solar eclipse that happened that day because Jesus was crucified during the Passover festival. And the Passover festival happens when there's a full moon and there cannot be a solar eclipse and a full moon at the same time. It's an astrological impossibility. What happened that day was no mere astrological event. What happened that day was that as God the Father reached out to God the Son, as Jesus was hanging there on the cross, suddenly the barrier separating in heaven and earth became so thin that the sun itself reflected the grief and anguish of the heavens by holding back its light and refusing to shine. And in that moment, as the sky went dark, suddenly the curtain in the temple was torn in two. If you had gone to the temple that day, if you had made your way to the heart of Jerusalem, to this temple complex that stood on a hill in the center of the city, if you had gone into that building, you would have discovered a religious complex that was filled with borders and barriers and barricades that were designed to keep God's people from getting too close to God. As you walked into that place, you would have seen in front of you a railing, and above that railing there would have been a sign that said, no foreigners beyond this point upon penalty of death. And then a little farther, you would have seen a gate. And at that gate, there would have been a guard. And the guard would have been standing there saying, no women beyond this point. And beyond that gate, there would have been a doorway. And at that doorway, there would have been another guard. And that guard would have made sure that nobody but the priests proceeded past that checkpoint. And then if you had gone all the way into the very heart of the temple complex, you would have come to the Holy of Holies, the thinnest place in all of the world, the home of God among God's people on earth. And there, just before you reached the Holy of Holies, you would have encountered one more barrier, a curtain, a great giant curtain that was there to keep God and God's people from getting too close together. And in that moment, as Jesus was dying on the cross, suddenly, that curtain was torn in two. God stepped out of the Holy of Holies. God stepped out beyond the boundary that only priests were allowed to cross. God stepped out across the boundary that only men were allowed to cross. God stepped out beyond the boundary that only Jews were allowed to cross. God stepped out of the temple and God made God's way all the way to the place where Jesus was hanging on the cross. God reached out to Jesus in order to comfort him in that moment when no one else could. And as God reached out to Jesus on that day, the barrier, the curtain separating heaven and earth became tissue paper thin. And then as God reached out to Jesus, Jesus hanging there on the cross did something that tore what was left of that barrier, tore what was left of that curtain to shreds. In his final moment, with his final breath, as Jesus was dying on the cross, the very last thing he did, the very last words he spoke, took the form of a prayer. In that moment, Jesus spoke to God the Father as if God the Father were standing right next to the cross. 
In that moment, Jesus spoke to God the Father as if Jesus were able to see directly into the heavenly throne room. And maybe, maybe he was able. Maybe in that moment, the barrier between heaven and earth was so thin that Jesus was able to look directly into the heavenly throne room. Maybe that is why Jesus was able to say with the utmost of faith, in the moment of his utmost pain, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Father, into your hands I entrust my life. In that moment, as God reached out to Jesus, in that moment, as Jesus reached out to God, the barrier separating the spiritual world and the material world, the barrier separating heaven and earth, was crossed by those two hands moving towards one another. If this is how it works, if God creates thin places by reaching out to us in our pain, if we create thin places by reaching out to God in prayer, then I believe that right now you and I are living at a moment in history when all the world has become one giant spherical thin place. We have prayed in the last year. How much suffering, how much pain, how much fear, how much death have we experienced in the last 12 months? More than two and a half million people have died of COVID and that number keeps getting higher each and every day. And we have lived through a year in which we long to reach out, we long to comfort, we long to wrap our arms around the people we love. And we could see them through the miracle of technology, but we could not touch them. We could not comfort them in the way that we wanted to do. And so instead, we have reached out to God in prayer. We have prayed for the people we love. We have prayed for our neighbors. We have prayed for our communities. We have prayed for an end to this pandemic. We have prayed for justice to come and heal this world. We have prayed for an end to white supremacy. We have prayed. We have prayed for God to move and send righteousness flowing through all of creation. We have prayed in this last year, more than many of us have prayed in a lifetime before these last 12 months. We have reached out to God in prayer. And even as we have been reaching out to God in prayer, God has been reaching out to us. God has reached out to us in our homes. God has reached out to us in hospital rooms. God has reached out to us in cemeteries. God has reached out to us in places and in moments of suffering and fear and pain and death. For a year now, we have been reaching out to God in our prayers. And God has been reaching out to us in our pain, until we are suddenly finding ourselves in a moment when the barrier separating heaven and earth is only just tissue paper thin. And maybe today, maybe in this moment when we remember how heaven and earth met on the cross all those years ago, maybe today if we can borrow a little bit of faith from Jesus, if we can reach out to God one more time and say, Father, Heavenly Mother, Holy Parent, creator of all things, lover of all souls, into your hands I entrust my life. Into your hands I commit my spirit. If we can reach out to God in this moment as Jesus reached out to God as he was hanging there on the cross, maybe for us, suddenly all of creation will begin to crackle and vibrate and hum with the power and the presence and the love of God. Maybe we will discover that in this moment when our loved ones seem so far away, God is closer to us than ever.
Amen.